Welcome back to another No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm Johnny Morton. And my hey. wife is... <laughs> this big pause. Why do you do that? My wife okay. is on the other side of the yes, desk and I'm Carla. from yes. me. And it's a good thing she's here because she picked the topic. Yes, so I did. we're going to let her run with it. I'm just going to be an innocent bystander no, tonight. No, you're not. Okay. Because we go back and forth on the topics so all the time. So what are we talking about? Tonight we want to talk about um, when... Or where are your safe people? Where is a safe place? I'm going to explain what I mean by that. Where are your safe people? Where are your people? safe people? Do you know? Where are your dangerous people? Yeah, where, where are your safe people? And what I mean by that is the idea of who in your life do you have that if you get to a place, which most all of us will and do from time to time, when we could use the input, the counsel, the wisdom, um, an encouraging word, a challenging word, just support from someone that we can trust to be able to talk to and be vulnerable with. Well, aren't I supposed to be your safe person? You are my great question. Thank you very much. Thank I'll, you. I'll notice there you. you okay. All right, so yes, you should you be my safe it. person. But what about I'm in a season? What if you got to talk about me? Yes, <laughs> no. But what about if I'm in a season? We're in a season, and I'm just I'm feeling dry. We've talked about this before in another podcast in sort of a different vein. But the idea of what about maybe there's nothing major wrong, but it's just not great. Are you talking about when you say there's nothing major wrong? Are we talking marriage? Are we talking about work? Well, are we talking about life ta- in, general? in general? Are we talking about spiritual? Talk- what is it? It can be all the above. But I'm thinking about as a couple, a married couple, or even you, if your spouse does not want to do this, but it would be ideal if they did, do you have a place, a safe place, safe people, so to speak, that you could go to? And be vulnerable and share where you are in your marriage. Where are you in your struggles? What is a challenge right now? What is something that you're really trying to work through? That would be so awesome. Why do you think why is it why do you think it's important that we have safe people? Safe people. Or, or, or you know, a, a safe place to well, to do I, think, that with. I think there's a couple of reasons. I think, I think one, the reality is all of us have places, issues in our lives where we could use and benefit from someone that could be a little bit older, um, could be a few steps down the course of life ahead of us, and they may be able to hear our frustration our problems, what's bothering us. They may also be able to speak some truth. They may be able to be a reality check. And maybe we've gotten a little distorted in our thinking about something, and we need to hear that from somebody that is cares enough about us to speak truth and be real with us. The challenge is, especially within, I think, the Christian 
circle, so to speak, is we say we want that. We say we want to be vulnerable. We want to have accountability. We want people to challenge us. We want to be able to share. But the reality is that just doesn't happen. That doesn't happen any more than a good marriage just happens. Well, while you bring that up, let me see if I can point out what I think are some of the part of the problems. We talked before about, we were talking about communication, and we talked about how on the, the deeper levels of communication that there has to be a safe place, that you have to feel safe enough. To share, that, yeah. Yeah, that you're able to say. And you're talking only, with your spouse yeah, right here now. Okay. Right, but that is, it really works with anybody. True. That, you know, you've got to feel, if you're just going to share your opinions on political issues, Probably people in our culture today, because it tends to get so volatile, people just don't do that everywhere because they don't feel safe to. They fear if they say something, especially with a Christian today in our culture, that they are going to get really jumped on or somebody's going to go after them. And you get into deeper issues than that, and you can understand why people are hesitant to do that. So just in the same way that you've got to have that that level of safety in your marriage where you can be vulnerable with each other, where you can share hey, opinions. And even if you disagree with each other, that's okay. You can share some of your deepest needs, even some of those deep hurts that you've dealt with in the past or that other person might inflict on you. That's takes really cultivation. That takes literally almost like a leap of trust. Yeah. And to open yourself out of the way. So you can understand why people probably don't have a lot of safe people to do that with. That is true. And that's sad, but it's probably true. And so the idea is who, when you think about it in your world, do you have that you could go to and be able to say, you know, this is an area I'm struggling in. This is a place we're in. This is impacting our marriage, something we're dealing with. And you would feel like, one, they would hold that in confidence. They are a trustworthy person to share it with. And hopefully they're a wise person. And so the counsel or the questions or the feedback you get from them is going to help you either shed some light on where you are. It may challenge you. It may give you encouragement. It may confront something. But do you have that? All right, well, then I'm saying it's such a need. And are you saying that, like, it's hard to get or you or you can't? Or how do you go get them? This is your topic. No, so, no, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm saying that it is, I think it's challenging. I think, like you said, and we've used the example before. I think the church itself should be a safe place where you can, I mean, you know, you're encouraged, confess your sins, confess your struggles one to another. And we don't often do that because we're so afraid of what other people are going to think about us. And especially when you're talking a marriage issue, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are struggling in marriage and church is the last place they want to talk to somebody about it because we're so hung up on our image. And I think also because... In a lot of ways, we sometimes people are somewhat hypocritical. And then when somebody does, it's like, well, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And, and so I think one is, and that's sort of one of the areas, you know, one of the areas that God's really leading us from a ministry standpoint is 
boy, how do you create that kind of atmosphere within the church that it becomes a safe place that you can talk about it? Because I think the reality is too often what you see are the couple that everything seems to be okay. But it's really not. Until you hear the divorce. Yeah, and then it's they're like, separated well, what the heck what, happened yeah. there? Yeah. Obviously, they didn't feel a real safe place to talk about. We're struggling here. Well, and what, what I would say is at least in, on a practical level, like what are some things, and, and you're right, in, in the big picture, it's, it's an area that we got to continue to strive and do and work. And this may be a place that God's calling us to do some things to try to shore up and help churches see some of this. But who and where, where do you look? Well, I would say, like, first of all, there might be people within your circle of family or friends that could be, maybe they've just been married longer. Maybe they're spiritually further along in their walk with the Lord, or maybe they've just been a believer for longer. And so you, you respect this person, you respect this couple. And maybe it is, you know, it could be a parent. It could be in-laws. It could be somebody that you know really cares about you and would, would speak truth and be willing to be a safe place to listen. Yeah, I think one of the things that you've got to realize is that in somewhat, you've got to cultivate that with somebody. Yes. And that's where the importance of, hey, being involved in a small group, having, and I, I think you ought to as a couple, but I also think it's a wise idea that that wives have other wives and women that they can go to and talk to and pray together and study the word together. And men need other men that hold them accountable, so on and so on. In addition to a couple group. And it's really after building those kind of relationships that you create that place and that safety to do that. Yeah. And so that goes, of course, back to intentionality and the idea of where can we find that? Is it in our church, which we hope it would be? Is it in a small group? Is it in a core of couples that you can begin to build some life with and do life together? Um, You know, again, is it somebody that's a little bit older that you even reach out and just broach that? You know, would you be willing to have coffee with us once a yeah, month? Yeah, would you would, be that really we're talking there about almost like a marriage mentor? Yeah, like a marriage mentor. But again, thinking about or trying to identify who are some people in your circle that you might could go to and talk and share things with. And if you're listening, you're thinking, no, I'm not going to ever do that. The reason I feel so strongly about this is is several things, but one of them. And I can speak from this perspective because this has been my, quote, other career, my whole adult life, is healthcare. And there are a zillion things that we talk about in healthcare that what we call preventative. They're all preventative. The idea being, let us not wait until you have high blood pressure or until you have a, a skin issue, something that is a problem. Let's not wait until you have no idea what your lab values are. You haven't done anything. You hadn't had any x-rays. You hadn't had any of the um, female screenings we have. And all of a sudden, you've got a problem. And man, if you'd have looked at it earlier, if you'd have done something, you know, to prevent maybe the bad thing. And I think this is so true in our marriages. 
where we're going to need other people in our lives. Now, sometimes it's going to be a counselor. It's going to be a marriage coach, and that would be really wise. But there may just be other times that you need other couples to just pray over you, to talk with you, to encourage you. And I think it is so preventative in helping you be healthy. Yeah, I think let's look at it from a biblical perspective. One, Proverbs is full of the advice that the wise man is going to seek counsel. And that's the wise woman as well. Um, and that we need that. Uh, scripture talks about the idea that, yeah, we may think the way is right, but a lot of times our thinking may be clouded. And, and so the idea is that you go to others and get their counsel on something. Um, I think another verse Paul talks about in the New Testament, he talks about that encouragement to bear one another's burdens. And I think that's a huge part of it. You know, I can think back to when we lost Zach. Um, nobody could take that away from us. They couldn't Carry take the, all of it the upon pain. themselves. Yeah. But what they could do is they did little things. They prayed for us. They allowed us to talk to them and just share what we were thinking without trying to tell us some people tried to go be okay. <laughs> but the people that we loved and we knew loved us, they just let us be whatever we were being. And that helped us. They did small things like, you know, house stuff and car stuff and other things like that. That in incredibly difficult times in our lives, literally they kind of carried us through that. Yeah. And, and those are the kind of people that are hopefully part of your safe people or a safe circle that you want to be able to cultivate, as you said, with that intentionality to build some of that because we need it and we need safe places. Because again, and, and it's such a deception to think that we're like a little island and we'll be okay ourselves. No, we need, we need that, the wisdom like from others, we need that accountability. Sometimes we need somebody to speak something that's maybe hard into our lives, but tell us, no, I think you may be looking at this not in the right way. Like I said, you're clouded on this and let me give you what I believe, maybe more of a reality about it. So I think there's so many benefits that come from cultivating that because otherwise sometimes we're just we're not only can we be drifting in our marriage but we can just be so out of touch with anybody else that can speak valuable things in our life yeah and i think just when you look throughout scripture there's no doubt we need each other there's a reason that we're told don't forsake the assembling of yourselves the idea of and it was more so then it was such a community that they did pretty much all of life together in a way that we really don't do now with our churches, at least not everybody or everything. Um, but I think in saying this, a couple things. One, it, it's risky. Yes. And the idea that any time that you make yourself vulnerable to somebody else, there's a risk of being hurt. There's a risk of you sharing something with them that's personal and they go and share that with somebody else. But that kind of relationship doesn't occur without being willing to take that risk. The other thing that kind of leads you saying that leads me into the other piece I wanted to say about this, 
when you're thinking about who are the people in our lives that we would be safe, feel safe to go to and share or talk about a big decision or talk about something we would just like somebody to weigh in on or pray with us about. Think of who those people are. And then the other thing you want to ask yourselves is, and I think this is where you, at least we need to be as wise as we can about who those people are. Again, somebody can violate our trust. They can do something like that. But what you'd like to do is be wise in who you choose to bring close. It's sort of like the idea of, um, of a inverted uh, pyramid, I guess you'd say, where the it's wide. It's sitting on its point? No, it, the other way around. Oh, oh. Well, that's the normal. That's normally uh, the way a pyramid the, Sorry, sits. I the shouldn't say inverted. The okay, bottom. the big part's in the bottom. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, pyra- the regular pyramid, not inverted. Okay, so the bottom part of the pyramid is going to be people that, you know, are just in your life, right? Um, and when you think about moving up the pyramid a couple of levels, every level as you get closer to the top of the pyramid is going to be a smaller circle of people people you would be more comfortable with, people you would trust, people you know really well. They know you. But at the very top of the pyramid is the people that you absolutely are the safest with, meaning hopefully your spouse can be in that. But is there are there other people that you would say, I believe I could let them in to that very safe place because they do love me I can trust them. They are trustworthy. They have character that would tell me that they will not only hold my confidence, they will be wise in what they speak and share back to me. So I think you want to move up the pyramid when you're talking about who you would ever do this with. I'm not talking about having 4,000 Facebook friends or, you know, 22 people in a group. That's probably too many. You probably are talking about a couple of people that would be they're my safe people well even that you think about scripture you think about jesus that you know often we say the 12 disciples but literally it talked in terms of he sent the 70 out so there were multitude of people that were following jesus but even he had his inner circle peter james and john yeah that when he was in the hardest thing it was like hey you guys come Come with with me." me And, and so th- we do, we need people like that. Let me say something that is, I, I've thought about it when you're doing it and that what you do, what you also want to find, I think is important is there's reciprocity. There's a reciprocal willingness for those other people to unveil themselves to you. Mm, okay. Because what's really hard is, and you know, we've been in situations like that where it seems you're the one that's constantly saying, hey, can you pray for me? Hey, this, hey, that. And they never give you anything. Yeah. And the reality is we know nobody's perfect. Nobody's life is perfect. Everybody has areas that they want to struggle. And so the best and the deepest relationships that we build are ones that there's a mutual sharing with each other. Yeah. And it- I think that's important. Fact. And I understand there's going to be sometimes, depending on who you're going to and for what advice or whatever you're going to seek, that you're asking them for something specific. Yeah, and that and so it might not be in that yeah. case, right? So maybe but it's somebody a little bit older. When you talk about building those relationships, it's building a relationship. Yeah. And a relationship is built on both people, parties giving into the relationship. So I think as you think about that, like who are my safe people? 
that you want to just, if you're sitting there going, I don't know if I got any safe people. Okay, well, then that may be something that you say, God, begin to show me how can I be a safe person for somebody that you want to, in my life, how do I maybe start to develop a relationship or intentionally seek that out um, if we don't have it? And if we do, I think that's awesome. And we sort of want to celebrate the fact that we do and be not only, you know, go to them as we need to, but also be a safe place for them to come to us. Yeah. And, and I think it what is key here is if you don't have somebody that you feel that kind of safety with, yes, you want to build those relationships. And that involves, you know, getting involved with people's lives through the church, small groups, whatever kind of things. But if you got to find somewhere, that's right. Find a counselor, find a good marriage coach, find somebody that you can talk to and don't just let keep everything inside. Yeah. Um, God didn't design us that way. And even if you can't find that, the greatest one that's listed to you, man, just pour your heart out to God and really pray that he would bring people into your life that can give you good biblical advice, that can walk with you, that's going to love you through the struggles that you're going with. That would be awesome. And we hope that your safest place is with your spouse. Yep. And, and that's what no regrets marriage is all about that we can give people the tools that they can build a marriage that feels safe. Doesn't mean it's a marriage that's trouble free because those don't exist, but a place that you can open your heart, that you can share with your spouse, not be afraid of what they're going to think. But as we said before, none of those things just happen. And so we talk about how you want to build that foundation, build that kind of relationship. It's, I think, what God designed for marriage to be. And by extension, I think that's what he designed the church to be, is that kind of place where we can bear our burdens and not worry about being shot down by somebody. So on that note, we will, uh, we will Did say... Did you enjoy the topic? Yeah, it was good. Okay. We may let you pick one again in the future. Oh, well, thanks. So uh, we'll say see y'all later and uh, keep on forging.